0: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Magic round this weekend, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Go out, grab yourself a case of Bloke support, the beer that supports the best sporting platform in the sporting world, especially in rugby league. I believe the Hollow Sport Boys and Denon are making their way up to magic rounds. I think they'll be at the Caxton on Saturday Arvo, so make sure you pop in there, say hello to the boys, have a few beers, they'll be having a great time. Welcome my, I am about to say guest, my co-host. Guess would have been a kick in the dick timmy williams welcome back brother
1: good to be a guest mate yeah and no, i appreciate you having me on today for the show <laughs> um but i tell you what i was at the cash in this weekend the boys will need their snorkel though because there's a shit ton of rain coming at the moment but yeah Uh, Looking forward to Magic Weekend. Mate, I think you need more than a bit of rain to stop the Hollow Sport Boys. I'm sure they'll still have a good fucking time. (laughs) But uh, we are
0: recording at a different time this week. We have got the Hollow Sport Boys and the About Even Boys on their way in uh, in about 30 minutes or so. So we'll get cracking into our work. Uh, Our ranks this week, I scored 1,362. I went up about 150 spots, so I'm currently sitting 417th overall. Timmy, how are you travelling?
1: Mate, I'm getting more hesitant jumping on here every week with you because I've been calling it for about a month that I'm going to jump you any day and I was bloody close to it last week. And then, uh, mate, you've uh, they, that gap's widened a little bit. I had a stinker last week, 1,200 points, which doesn't sound that bad, but there were some big scores out there. Dropped 1,000 spots into 1,800. So still not badly placed, but, uh, mate, I, I got the red arrows, you got the green ones.
0: Yeah, no, the higher-ups are starting to notice. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> Matty's prepping for the next show, so he's busy, but he did pretty well. Oh. <laughs> Pretty well okay this week. Moved up a little bit, so Matty will keep improving week to week. Our beers and break-evens group. Timmy, this is getting out of control at the moment. We've got three of the top 10, which is great to see. We've got seven of the top 30 in our group of the overall. So you're looking at about a quarter of the top 30 are in the beers and break-evens group, which is great to see. As it stands right now, Alex is leading that group, the Bearded Clams. Uh, he's sitting first in our group and seventh overall out of 140K. Second place, Team Hoppo, Mr. Consistent. He's sitting eighth overall in Supercoach, second in our group. Glenn, the Dark Knights, sitting ninth overall in Supercoach, 3rd in our group. Lachlan, uh, I believe he's a newcomer, 15th overall in Supercoach, sitting 4th in our group. And Dane, what a name, the Oprah Tinfries, sitting, uh, what is he sitting, 23 overall and 5th in our group. So great to see. Uh, Condolences to our mate Sam that's dropped out for the first time, Porch Lights, unlucky brother. Uh, I I think I'm sitting 400th overall, and I'm about
1: 80 in this group. It is ridiculous. Good stuff, hey mate! And uh, hopefully the boys, uh, boys and girls in there, have taken our advice. And you know, we're, we're long term. We'll probably, I should say, oh, <clears throat> I'm a long term strategist. You're maybe a bit more short term. But anyone thinking long term, mate, I reckon we could uh, try trifactor it this year. That's offensive, but I'll ignore it. <laughs> okay, let's dive into team list Tuesday. Obviously, they did come out
0: yesterday, so you guys would have seen those team lists, seen the changes. So we'll just go over <laughs> a few that are really important for Super Coach. First one uh burbo holds his spot at center ola returns thank god a lot of people jumping on burbo same as myself this week but uh timmy williams came in and worried me a little bit this morning tell me about burbo he's got
1: his tinfoil hat on mate he's a he's a huge call this week because i think he's the most traded in player. him and brother tommy turbo um it just reeks of isaiah tass to me a little bit possibly with worse repercussions in that yeah 188k neg 51 break even I dodged the Tass bullet last week. When I say dodged it, he could still come back in next week and make a ton of cash, but Burbo worries me because they've got uh, Brad Parker coming back at some stage. They have a few other options. Burbo's more likely to drop to the bench at some point rather than out of the squad like Tass has. So if he drops to the bench and plays that 10, 15-minute super sub role... It just stunts any cash growth, Whereas at least when Task comes back in, if you hold him long-term, maybe for that round 17 buy, he'll come back in and the money should still be there to be made. The torrential rain forecast for Brisbane this weekend, you look at that into Manley's run coming up against Parramatta and Melbourne, there's just a few red flags there for me. That being said, if he scores all right against the Broncos this weekend, he could also be 400k in like three weeks' time, play round 13, punch out a ton there, and I look like an idiot. So, look, I'm not against buying him at all, and I'm still semi-considering it, but I just have my reservations.
0: Food for thought. 100%. Mate, the New Zealand Warriors dropped their team list. Tohu Harris. First time we've seen him this season. Great to see. Hopefully he plays limited minutes over the next five or six weeks, gets a little bit cheaper, and then we can bring him in uh, in a few weeks' time. Do you see him
1: in your uh, future plans? Big time. And we'll speak more and more about Round 13 and, and the buy period coming up over the next couple of months, starting right now. and. Torhu's a bloke who's at 600k, but a super coach, absolute gun, averaged 69 last season and the season before, which is, you know, pretty elite numbers, particularly for guys with buy coverage. So I think the hope from Torhu is that obviously coming back from an ACL injury, which is a bit of a concern, but the fact that he plays in the middle, I think he'll probably play more middle than edge, particularly with Josh Curran coming back soon. If you can play limited minutes for the next two or three weeks, drop to that 5-5, k four round 13, he's a bloke we can pick up and provided he gets back to decent form, which I don't doubt that he will. Uh, he could be a season-long keeper. So, yeah, massive play, Tohu.
0: May you already mentioned him, Isaiah Tass. Uh, a lot of us picked him up last week. Uh, dropped this week. Very disappointing. Paulo back in. I think there's a world where Tass does come back in over the next few weeks or months. Uh, so I think we will make money eventually, as you said. But uh, for those that grabbed him this week, very disappointing. You're sitting on the right side of the fence, though. Sitting yeah. there like a fucking Cheshire cat when I walked in here this morning, which was great <laughs> yeah. to see.
1: Pretty happy. about yeah. The team this was pretty kind to of me, to be honest. 24 last week, Tass. So, as we said, he's still got the 84 in his rolling average. So, negative 29 break even. So, when he does come back in, you know, any semi-decent score will initiate another, like, big round of price rises. Uh, the worry, of course, is if he comes back in and scores another 20 or 30, it stunts sort of all cash growth pretty quickly and he becomes a sell. So, big, big game for Tass when he comes back in because it could be the difference between making, you know, 100K and 300K if he was to jag a few tries, so, anyway.
0: Mate, Cam Murray, been ruled out uh, for the next couple of weeks, potentially out of Origin 1 as
1: well. Jai Arrow moves to the <coughs> 13. What's your take on both of these? Big for Supercoach. Uh, big for Jai Arrow owners because Arrow had his worst game of the season last week, 28 points in 58 minutes. Minutes aren't always a massive issue with Arrow because one of them guys who are in fewer minutes, like most forwards do, if they know they're playing fewer minutes, they Get out a bit more work Bigger scores That sort of thing um, Murray Gorn Not the end of the world for owners Because <coughs> He's top dollar anyway I think he's around 700k Had Origin coming up anyway Where I sort of figured He might get rest Or fewer minutes Over that period So I don't hate that You can get in an extra Round sort of 13 or 17 number iPad being the obvious replacement But Jai Arrow Who I've still got him on the chopping block Prior to round 13 Because of Origin And the bunny's not playing Round 13 as well Not that it'd matter for Arrow But Back to the middle now. So if he plays his 60, maybe even 65 minutes, which is very possible, his work rate's going to be way higher. He wasn't – what excited me about the edge move this year was jagging the odd attacking stat outside Cody Walker. They just didn't happen. So in the middle, he's just going to plough through work. And while I do think he's probably a sell by round 13, he just doesn't become urgent. And I, I like him as a player this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think JD will be saying to him, You know how important Murray is. Mm. We're in trouble as it is. We need big performances from you. So I'm expecting a lot out of Arrow over the next few weeks. Nick Meany, he's been named at one for the Melbourne Storm, replacing Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, Meany, goal kicking. I think he's
1: 550K, fullback, centre wing. Not bad. Yeah. Look, he's all right. 550K is a pretty big tag. The Neg 5 break even is obviously appealing because it's one of them – Pretty low-risk uh, investments. But Penrith this week, in a Suncorp Stadium bog, into the Cowboys, who have, what, I think the second-best defence in the NRL, yep. into Manly, who have basically got their full side back, or just about there, that's at Amy Park. Then they have the bye. Then they come back against the Roosters at the SCG. Mate, that's a pretty brutal matchup, And I get why people are going there. Um, he should goal-kick in the absence of Ryan Pappenhausen, but <clears throat> I just... I think there's probably better fullbacks on the market.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of guys moving to one, Nico Hines. uh, Sort of played halfback, 5'8", fullback last week. Sort of did just about fucking everything for the Sharkies last week. Uh, Him at fullback over the next few weeks. Very, very appealing. Obviously, with Pappy now out for a few weeks, I think there's a real, real chance that Nico Hines plays Origin, which will hurt us a little bit. But the next two or three weeks, they look like they're going to be sensational for him.
1: Yeah, I thought the origin thing, without digressing from sort of supercoach too much, I didn't see Pappy playing origin.
0: Neither did I. I thought Hines <coughs> would be the guy just for the,
1: the body, yeah. the size. I would have had Jack Whiten before yeah. Pappy, to be but, honest with but you. But you're right. And look, the Sharkies weren't playing around 13 anyway, so it's probably more of a concern for 17. But, mate, I... One thing I did get right last week, went early on Blake Taff, uh, still had a stack of money to be made, still does have a bit of money to be made. Went from him to Nico Hines and thank Christ, because if I didn't, with that 185, uh, I'd be in all sorts, mate. That
0: would have been a huge kick in the dick.
1: Mate, let's get on some uh, hot topics this week. <clears throat> I've got questions from you
0: guys coming in about and 85% of them. were what the fuck do I do with Ryan Pappenhausen? Mm. So we're going to dive into that now. Uh, mate, a heap of money there to move elsewhere. Uh, there's a lot of options, but there, to, to me, I'm looking at it going, I don't know which is the best option. Uh, I'm not overly convinced on getting turbo for the next month or so leading to,
1: into origin to look 100% to me last week. Where are you sitting? Initial thought was I looked at it and went, Pappy's gone, sweet, um, coming to my team, Tommy Troy, which happy days, no concern at all. Then I looked into it a little bit more and I went, Brisbane this week, uh, in the mud, Like, when I talk rain for Brisbane, there's, like, downpours the next three, four days. Parramatta in round 11, as I said. Melbourne storm round 12 at Amy Park. Parramatta is... Parramatta home game. He'll then miss round 13. He then comes back. After Origin, he could easily rest. Manly play on the Sunday. Then plays the Cowboys. Then Melbourne again. Then misses round 17. Then could not back up round 18. That's not a lot of footy there. And when he is on the park, it's tough conditions and tough opposition. So at 900K, I'm tending to, to steer elsewhere in terms of Pappy replacements. I've sort of lucked, it, not lucked out, because he's killed me for what, nine, 10 weeks now. But I have Tamari Martin at 5'8". Let's get this right. He hasn't killed me for the last 10 weeks. Cam <laughs> um, Munster, who I don't own. I can flip to Mari to fullback and finally get in Munster, um, which is just a massive stress relief despite, you know, origin looming and all those sort of things. Tough draw for Melbourne. Munster for me, but other replacements, you know, you look at Scott Drinkwater. Drinky has a really tough draw after this week as well. Um, break even of 30, so that money's about to stop going up. So you get him at his pointy end of his price tag. <laughs> and then you look at James Tedesco. Mate, the Roosters draw that's what's making all these decisions really difficult manly have a tough draw melbourne have a tough draw the roosters are the worst of a lot of them parramatta this week sun bog into penrith into the sharks he then won't play round 13 with origin then comes back to melbourne parramatta penrith and then the bye so i'm extremely reluctant to invest in any roosters players despite playing the raiders in round 13. mate fullback options Early in the year were like the elite position. We're pretty scarce on them at the moment. You ready for my pod play? I'm excited. I, uh, are you ready for it? Because I, I know you're going to shoot it I don't down. Know, I don't know if I am, but...
0: Oh, really? I am thinking of making a pod play this week and going <laughs> Reese Walsh over the next few weeks. Um, I I agree with <clears throat> everything you just said about every other player uh, that we mentioned there. Reese Walsh, <clears throat> I don't mind his draw. Over the next few weeks, I understand he has to do a lot to score points. Uh, I think he's at two percent ownership now. Oof, I think he's four hundred k.
1: That's the move I'm making this week. change my mind, Reese Walsh isn't my issue. The Warriors are my issue, mate. They like they couldn't put points past an eleven man Sharks outfit. They were absolutely massacring that one. They had twelve blokes the entire game, eleven for part of the game. The Sharkies and they still couldn't get it done and. Yeah, they might bounce back from pretty ordinary performance, but that just reeks of red flags to me. So uh, even Walsh with his 57, I think hit back immediately as that send off happened on the weekend, the Will Kennedy send off. So what's he got? Two scores. He has a 76 and an 86 this season. The rest of them have been under 57. (sighs) I don't, he'll play around 13 coverage, huge pod play. I just don't trust the Warriors at all. I look at the
0: Warriors at the moment, and yes, on the weekend, that was a fucking train wreck. Hard to watch. I agree with you 100%. I, I, I just think there will be a bounce back this mm. week to some extent. They take on South Sydney, who aren't going overly well. They lose Cam Murray. They're going to really struggle through the middle, in my opinion. Um, I think there can be a bounce back factor there. I think Toe Harris walks into this mm. side. At the perfect time uh they then play the dragons and then they play newcastle and then as you said they play round 13 against manly missing all their troops so it is a pod play and mate there's a chance that i buy him this weekend and i don't even play him this weekend yeah i'm actually even tinkering with holding pappy for this week and going to reese walsh once the south game has yeah
1: with his price mate i don't hate it then said break even 68 so money wise he probably around about holds value so if you want to wait a week uh you can and explore assess how other options go over this weekend but yeah, look, look. The more I look at it, averaging sixty-four last season, that was his debut NRL year. So we know there's a Super Coach player in there. Um, you know, if you believe the Warriors can bounce back, look, I don't hate it, but geez, you're you're a brave man than I, which we all know. And look, I,
0: I you know I agree. Turbo obviously is a ten times better Super Coach player than Maurice Walsh, but uh, mate, I, I'm I'm not convinced he's at a hundred percent. He's going to miss thirteen. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a couple of rests. I honestly think that Reese Walsh will score close to the same amount of points as Turbo over the next few yeah. weeks. He'll play two or three extra games, obviously, but that's the reality of the situation. And that's
1: the thing, mate. Like, You're not necessarily saying uh, Walsh is going to come out and outscore Turbo, but he's half the price of him. Yeah. So when you're talking about um, buys, you look at that and go, with all those issues we outlined with Tommy Turbo, it makes complete sense. Yeah, Tommy could come out and punch at 200, but if he doesn't sort of go you know, 120 plus, he's probably not worth that price tag. So... Leave in the comments your thoughts on me going to Reese Walsh. Am I mad or is
0: it a play that you might start to consider?
1: The SC Playbook podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, Give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session.
0: Now, mate, hot topic this week. It is going to be pissing up there in Brisbane. Um, Sits versus starts, very, very important this week, Uh, especially with some matchups that are going up. I mean, I'm looking at Isaac Tungo thinking I probably won't play him this week, Mm. which if you would have said that to me six weeks ago would have laughed at you, but it is the reality of the situation. Tell us about Sit's first starts this week.
1: Yeah, so as we know, Supercoats, particularly the last two seasons, has been tailored towards these high ceiling players. Basically your backline players, hookers to a less degree. The base stat forwards of old, where that used to be uh, the the target of playing guys, like your Jai Arrows and these sorts of blokes, were everything. Um, It hasn't been that way for a number of years now. This weekend with the forecast, and with a lot of tough matchups, is reverting back to the old a little bit. So, a game I definitely want to avoid where possible is that Penrith uh, and Storm one because the defences, yeah, the attacks are good, but their defences are so good. Add in 150 mils of rain over the next four days, it just forwards. I don't mind playing the likes of your Liam Martin, who who might have been on the on the cusp there a little bit. But I'll be sitting Xavier Coates in that one. Isaac Tago, I'll be sitting him. Um, Guys like, yeah, as I said, Jai Arrow, who, all right, he'll get through his minutes. The game will be probably played through the middle third of the ground. He'll probably make a shitload of tackles, runs. Bank that save 50-55 as opposed to the 15 that Xavier Coach or Tago might throw up to. Joseph Suali, the best day of the weekend is Sunday where the rain doesn't look too bad. However, by that point, there'll have been five games through Suncorp Stadium. So it'll be a heavy 10 and then some if they get onto it. Um... Basically, I'm sitting all outside backs as best as possible. I might play Tolotow, Cooler, just due to I don't mind the matchup in that one. Just on that game, what edge do we think Cooler and Benny Trebojevic are going to play? Because I'm trying to work out who Katoni Staggs is going to line up on. Because we've seen we've seen Burbo play both left and right edge, um, and Cooler the same. <clears throat> so if it's Cooler, yeah, he's young and inexperienced. <coughs> Sorry, this seems to happen every week, but um, <laughs> oh, it's killing me, mate. Um, Burbo has been school. We've we've mentioned it a few times the last couple of weeks. Defensively, Collard defensively is a weapon. So if Stags gets one on one with Burbo, geez I like that matchup.
0: And, and that's the thing. If you if they were playing, you know, just about any other fucking team, probably mm. outside of the Roosters with Joey Manu at right centre, I would say Collard would be right. I think there's a world, but they might have to move him to the left to handle yeah. Stags this week because you pointed it. We both spoke about it on Bloke on Monday. Burbo defensively, you can catch him out there, and that's mm. in the second row. It only gets harder when you get out to CTW with Stags running at you, running at you at Suncourt. Um, if it is raining, I think that helps his cause, obviously. Yeah, a heap. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, I would like to see them keep Cola on the right hand side just for continuity. But you have to seriously consider swapping them over, don't you?
1: Massively, uh, just even if it's just for one game, huge consideration. Chris Randall. If I'm
0: Brisbane, I'd even consider moving Stags, depending on where...
1: Imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah, just Um, chase him. Chris Randall played 80 minutes the last few weeks. He's bounced back to a bit of form and initiated another cash rise. Again, a guy tailor-made for the conditions this week. Played through the middle third. He could make 60 tackles if there's enough ball in play. So a guy that I haven't played in my 17 for, you know a month or two, uh, he'll be straight in there, particularly playing 80 minutes, looks a pretty rock solid option. You can bank his 50, I wouldn't say there's a lot of upside there, but if you jazz an attacking stat, that can become 70 as per last week uh, and just avoids that, hopefully, chance of a 15, 20 from the outside back who doesn't touch the ball uh, and gets the flu on the sideline. Yeah, mate, let's
0: move into some questions from the listeners. First one comes from the Cardi Party, Trent Cartwright. If team value is already at (coughs) 13 million, do we start to turn down cheapies like Burbo? Now, I'll kick it off with team value isn't something that I've looked too far into over the last few years but now that my team value is good this year I'm definitely interested in it for pe- for other people that haven't <clears throat> really taken much note of it over the years what does it mean
1: basically we, we talk about all season um I think this, the salary cap starts at 9.4 mil I think it might be 9.4 9.6 um so basically all the money you've made <clears throat> from the start of the season your combined players are now worth 13.6 million dollars so it's a reflection of basically how well uh you've done with your cheapies and your mid ranges and all these blokes making money so while we say at the start of year we want to set up our teams with as much money and as much squad value as we can so that we've got that money to play with so you're 13.6 mil i believe i'm 13.6 mil and i'm very happy with that so 13 mil is probably not too far off the mark and i think it's absolutely the time of year to start you know, you don't need to get every cheaper that comes into your books. Uh, last week, for example, as I mentioned with um, I cut was probably going to be maybe another anywhere from 50 to 200,000 on Blake Taft to getting Nico Hines, who was set to lose money last week. But it banked me about an extra 135 points. Yeah, So our squad should be set up well enough uh financially most of us to start making plays with that and not worry about necessarily getting an isaiah tas last week or a benny Chaboyevich this week it doesn't mean they're not good buyers and it doesn't mean we look past gun cheapies but i look, i'm starting to take preference in just going i'm trying to stack my 25 and particularly my 17 with as many guns as possible
0: Mate, our next question (laughs) question comes from Kaelin underscore Gibb. Big fan of the show. Shift Isaac Tungo on. As I said, I'm probably not even going to play him this week, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's he's leaked 80 or 90K (laughs) or something over the last few weeks, but he does play round 13. That's my main point. Shoot.
1: He's one of the most traded players this week, and it's just madness. I think people traded Tal in May last week as well, worried about Brian Totto coming back. Just wait for the
0: fucking team list. Yeah. What are you doing? For
1: starters, yeah. Talion May, I think he's a season-long keeper. Isaac Tago, yeah, he's hit the skids a bit. He's down to 438k, pretty high break even. But one thing we probably do need to point out, which we'll do over and over again, head-to-head players who aren't worried about the origin period, aren't worried about their overall ranking, they just want to beat their mates and finish high on their ladder, Isaac Tago probably isn't a keeper. Um, Let's be forward. So they can probably look to sell him and focus on just getting the best 17 they can together as quick as possible that you can basically surrender around 13 and 17 and if you have a dud team that week, alright, oh, it's two losses i'll cop but i'll be well better set up for the back end of the season save a few trades overall players chasing ranked tago plays in the best team in the comp in a great position plays around 13 It's just madness to sell him. It's a stupid, stupid idea. Hold on to him. And as you said, I'm not playing this week. You're not playing this week. He has a few tough games coming up. You don't have to play him in your 17, but hold him. Uh, We can reassess by round 13 and then more than likely move him on round 14.
0: And if something happens that the best edge in rugby league, the centre there happens to score two tries in the next four weeks, all of a sudden you're cruising
1: again. Exactly right, mate. Hold on to Isaac Tago. All
0: right, the next one comes from just about everyone with a fucking phone. Um, (laughs) If we have, i and to an iPad, what do we do with Cam Murray?
1: Yeah, uh, good question. And one put me on the spot a little bit. Um, There's three letters that come to mind for me.
0: TPJ, if you're in the gambling mood. Yeah,
1: and a lot of people are going down that TPJ route. My issue with TPJ is that it's an obvious one injury history suspension history I rave on about it every week plays round 13 uh, for the Bulldogs he's a target I like but I'm just happy to wait until round 13 for him Um, if between now and then he gets suspended injured whatever you just you've basically wasted two trades and you don't get that round 13 number just wait on him he's not averaging 75 he's averaging 61 Mm. like he's not hurting you by not owning him just be patient I don't mind it as by this week, but just hold.
0: I also thought he was reasonably lucky to not get Sinbin last week, <laughs> uh, dropping an elbow. Or some, I forget what it was, but there was something very early in the game where I've been looking at TBG for a few weeks going on. And then I saw that and went, okay, wait till round 13. Do not take any risk with this bloke whatsoever. Anything could happen over the next two weeks. Next question comes from at Adrian Messner. Too late for Hines, assuming he plays Origin now. Have you missed the boat on Hines, or have you just got the to bend over and take it? just scored
1: 185 points, and he's averaging 90-odd. <laughs> it's <clears throat> absolutely not too late. Not even is it not too late. Just get him into your team. Don't worry about fo- – like, he's my captain this week, and I think the conditions won't help, but he should decimate the raids. Like, they're pretty ordinary, let's be fair there. Um, just get him in your team. It's So, like, I'm getting Cam Munster into my side this week. Melbourne have a tough draw. He'll miss games over Origin. it doesn't matter because when he pumps out a 150, you know, the alternative that you get to him that scores 70 that week, you know, he's made up for missing that one week already. Like, you just just get these absolute guns that will hurt you into your side.
0: It's more and more just a case of (coughs) don't outthink the fucking room. Get your premium gums, just get them in, pay what you have to pay. If you've missed the boat, wear it on the chin. Just get him in.
1: Spot on. It's like it's Imagine inevitable. if you didn't do it last yeah, week. I'd be good. I would have loved it. it would have been. Yeah, great? Yeah, you would. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> um, people, as like you said, people overthink things big time in Supercoach and they worry about people that fall behind in rankings, particularly go, oh, why do I get Nico Hines? Like, I need to chase ranks. I need a pod move to other players. I'm like, no, you don't get Nico Hines, you fall further behind and your season's done before you know it. So it's like... Getting the blokes that can hurt you, and then once you've sort of solidified your team and got a staple of of all these big fellas, the big boys, then you can start looking at centre wing pods or pods here and there. But oh, just don't overthink it. You
0: mentioned Hines as your captain this week. I think he is the standout, taking on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, other options this week, we've obviously got Turbo taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Teddy <laughs> versing the Eels, uh, Drinky. Against the Tigers, if you've got him. Nathan Cleary against the Melbourne Storm. Not one for me, but a premium player. Mate, I want to ask you this. Obviously, it is going to be very wet this week. Uh, Do we start to look at guys like Ola Kawatu and Isaiah (coughs) Papaliti potentially as a safe captain
1: option this week? It depends what style of super player you are. Whether you're happy to bank a safe 70 from IPAP, but probably not have that ceiling of 120 or 130. I chase the high seasons. I think if you're serious about winning a super coach and doing any good at all, you have to go big, um, even with the weather. So look, if I was getting Tommy Turbo, I'd probably skip him um, barring kickoff, absolutely pouring down rain. But obviously you do have to take weather into consideration IPap's perhaps a decent one, but hopefully it's dried up enough by Sunday afternoon that the sharks will put 50 on the raiders as a fan god i hope they don't but it'll be a bittersweet one to watch because i will be skipping nico and i think he can go we've seen in the wet in recent years big scores put on haven't we yeah like it's not a complete deterrent um the footies are that good these days that grip's not a huge issue it's more the wet underfoot which worries me but uh yeah nico Hines for me mate
0: and who, who's going to be your uh, vc this week who, who are you looking at are you are you, you going to get turbo this week or not
1: Uh, No, I don't think I'm going to. And um, another thing I sort of go on about a fair bit is just building squad depth, getting as close to 25 active players as you can in your side. It's a good thing, massive thing, depth, particularly a week like this where you don't want to play guys like Xavier Coates and Isaac Tago. I've actually got 25 active players this week, so I can't actually use the VC loop. Good God. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of trash in there, but they, um, yeah, I, I can't VC loop, so... Look, I'll probably whack it on someone like maybe, probably Cody Walker against the Warriors early on in the round. They play game three. If, it's not going to happen because he's playing ordinary, but if Cody Walker comes out and scores 200, maybe then I can use a trade boost and get in enough there and, and initiate the, the VC loop. But, yeah, it's pretty irrelevant for me this week. But, um, yeah, look, if I was getting, say, a Tommy Turbo this week and I had – Nico Hines at half, maybe VC Turbo C. Nico, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I think I will Captain Hines. I have had a look at my VC. I, I'm not. I haven't decided on my actual moves this week, uh, but I, I think I'd be crazy not to go Hines uh, as the captain in that side, especially against your Canberra Raiders who are going like a fucking busted. What's your um, thoughts
1: on on banking the safer IPAP option this weekend as opposed to the high-risk high, high risk car reward? I
0: don't hate it. I really mm. don't because I, I think outside of Nico, I don't think any of these guys will go for more than 120-odd. 120 would still be a good score, but I don't think anyone goes above that. I think Nico is the only one with the potential to do that. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, if we get to, that's going to be the hard thing though because I think I think the vast majority are going to captain Nicker mm. off the back of last week matchups wise. Uh, so I, I think I'm just going to play it safe. Harry Green's probably Hines. not a
1: bad one. I, I won't be doing it because of the matchup with Penrith. But if we're looking at Blokes, who are going to he'll punch out his 40-45 tackles. He also has attacking upside in that we know how good he's around the ruck. We know how many tries he's tries that sort of stuff that he gets line makes all of it. You're locking in the, the safer score with upside. Um, again, Penrith, not for me, but if you're looking at forwards, who are the guys that, you know, that can go 100-plus rather, rather than they'll score between 70 and 90 and it won't differ?
0: Mate, I was about to say the only thing with Grant is that, yes, she's playing Penrith, and I, I think that game is in the most danger of that field being an absolute yeah. shit fight. But, mate, that might... Help Harry Grant a little bit If they play a little bit more straight Or a little bit more direct Less expansive It could help him But uh, It's Nico Hines for me And then I'll work out a VC Red Rover? I think so mate Guys, uh, thank you for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evans, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, and if I have it my way, potentially brought to you by Butter menthols next week, if you don't <laughs> fucking die on me sometime soon. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Once again, guys, uh, leave comments, like, subscribe, all that stuff, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday night. Cheers, legends.